I'm, as you can see, I'm not in my usual space. So once in a while, I change up space just to see how I work. It's interesting how my productivity productivity does lower a little bit when I change space. It's very, so your space makes a big difference sometimes, but I'll talk about that in a little bit. Really, what we're discussing is productivity and more specifically, what makes us unproductive. I learned this from a very wise philosopher, if you guys ever come across him, Manly Palmer Hall. It wasn't even around this topic. It was He was actually talking about what are the right things to do in the world? And he was talking about right versus wrong. He's like, a lot of us struggle with doing what the right thing is. A lot of times we get confused. We don't know what it is and we might be subjective or whatever. But he's like, but we're all very aware of what the wrong thing is. <laughs> we know what the things that we do that hold us back. We know the things that we do that harm other people. We actually understand the negative much better than the positive. So the whole frame of this is around that is what are the things that makes us unproductive? Because if we can understand what makes us unproductive, not productive, then we can understand what to do to be productive. And that's the frame I want to follow today. And, and it, it's becoming keenly and specifically aware of what are the habits. Like when I don't schedule the thing on a day that I'm not, I'm not productive. I don't have my work structure. That's going to be one of the things, but I'll go to that in a bit. So the first one I would say is, and this is why we spend so much time on this lack of clarity. And I've put vision, purpose, strategy, lack of clarity is a huge thing. A lot of people, a lot of people, and, and I mean that in the sense of long-term and short-term and usually it starts with long-term. This is why we spend a lot of time on vision, on purpose, on, on, on strategy, because when your mind doesn't understand the long-term picture, it, it doesn't understand the emotional reasons behind it. It doesn't understand the structure. It doesn't understand the strategy. It is very hard for your mind to make a decision to do certain things. And so most people that you come across, they do things in a reactionary way. They do it a lot of times for emotional reasons, but it's not the reasons you might think. But as soon as we gain clarity, and that seems to be one of the key areas when you study high performers, they have clarity about where they're going. They have clarity about who they're becoming in the process. They, cl they have clarity about what goals matter to them and how they're going to get there. Even if they don't know all the specifics of it, they have a general outline of the direction that they're going. And they usually have a structure. And I'll talk about the structure in a little bit. But when we don't have vision, we don't have purpose, we don't have a strategy, we will not do certain things. More specifically, our mind will not cooperate. This is this is how when people say that, you know what, I have I have a dream for creating this life or have a dream for becoming this person. They just have an initial dream, but they haven't explored it more deeply. They haven't thought about how important it is for them. They haven't thought about what specifically does this dream mean for them? And I'll, I'll give you an example. So I had a session uh, a couple of days ago with somebody who, who, for example, was in the multifamily, wanted to go into the multifamily space. Um, but the challenge was that, uh, and he kept saying that I'm not motivated to be there. And I didn't know why. And usually he's like, oh, I feel like I'm procrastinating. So what ended up happening was when I went into a discovery call with this person, I realized the multifamily was not even a problem. It, the problem was that he had a passion, the thing that he cared about the most, but he was passionate about something completely different. And when he thought about his ideal life, he's like, I would be doing that 10 hours a day. Then I asked him like, what is 
then why are you doing the multifamily? He's like, well, I think that's a more practice. I think that's a better model. Great. But all you care about is this other thing that you want to do. And then I asked him, can you build a business model around that? He's like, I don't know. I never thought of it like that. Well, multifamily is a business model. If you can take your other passion and have a business model around that, can you pursue that? Can you build skill sets around that? It's like, holy shit, would somebody need to push you to to work on the thing that you're passionate about, the thing that you love? No, this is why you're thinking about this constantly because you don't care about that other thing. You care about this thing. So by the end of that call, he's like, I never thought of building a business model about the thing that I'm passionate about. And he had a good two-year runway. And I asked him that. It's like, if at the end of two years, you got about 20K, 20K cash flow from this business model, the thing that you're passionate about, and 20K cash flow, if you had the option between multifamily and this, what would you, which one would you pick? He didn't even blink. He's like, of course, the thing that I love. Like, great. Now, I'm not saying multifamily is not a good path. I, I will invest in that too. But I, I'm not, I personally am not as interested in the model of it, in the business of it. I'm interested more in passively because it's a good asset class. That's different from building it into a business model. Now, when he recognizes like, oh, you can build a business model around something that I am passionate about. Yes, you can. Why not? If you have a long enough runway and if you are going to dedicate time and effort. And plus, if you look to your future and your vision is close to that and that's what you want to do, why not create a model around it? And there's one another person who said that is like, I think it's wise to create a life where you when you're working, it doesn't feel like you're working. If you're going to be working. Now, of course, we can get into other things that create the kind of business model where you don't have to work. But even if you don't have to work, I think people need a sense of purpose. They're, you're going to be doing something even if you have all the time in the world. In fact, I know a lot of people, a few of them are my clients who have all the time and money in the world, but they lack purpose. They lack direction. They like the thing that they care about. So the point that I'm trying to make is when you don't have a vision, you go don't go deep into it. You don't understand your purpose within that. You don't have a strategy that leads you to that. You will not be productive. Your mind will not have an, it will not dedicate that energy to do that thing. If you just wake up in the morning and say, oh, you know what? I'm going to go towards this thing. It's, it's going to be too difficult because it takes energy. That's the first one. The second one is emotional burdens. This one is really tricky. So, and I've, I've talked about this in the energy session. The In the energy session, I talked about a lot of times people are driven by their emotional. You've heard this idea of having a chip on your shoulder. Uh, some of our members have shared it. Sometimes you want to prove to others that I can make this happen. I can be successful as this thing. Or I'm going to do this because other people don't believe that, that I can. That can be a good starting point. But especially as you're building a life that is more holistic, that's more conscious, that includes other factors, a lot of times the day-to-day -day emotional burdens put a tax on you. And that can have an effect on you in your day-to-day -day calendar. For example, actually today, I can tell you I was not as focused in the first, between beginning of the morning until afternoon. And I had a couple hours and I kept losing focus because I was dealing with it. I had an argument with my wife. Let me put it this way. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, the, and my mind kept going there and I couldn't, I had to kind of take a break and just reset and come back. And I could, I found myself getting, getting pulled into that in my head. That's very common when we, when, when we have unresolved emotional challenges. And now that's just an argument that we can deal with and move forward. But a lot of people are carrying much heavier emotional burdens. For example, they're completely disconnected in their life with their spouse. They don't like, they don't feel connected with them. They don't feel supported. 
they have challenges in their relationship with their kids and other people. Now, I'm not saying to all that has to be perfect, but they haven't dealt with it. It's in the back of their mind. They have financial challenges that they haven't they haven't worked through, which means that they don't have a plan or a strategy to make that work for themselves. They have other kind of challenges that they haven't worked through and it's emotionally impacting them. So what does that mean? That means that it's taking up mental and emotional bandwidth that's not allowing you to focus. So it makes you unproductive. So in the moment you feel like you you can't focus or you can't dedicate that time and effort. And even though you have that time, you will sit there and you cannot focus because there are things in the background if you're not aware of it, it will feel like you cannot focus. If you're aware of it, you know that something is pulling you away from that focus. Now, of course, there are things you can do. For example, even for me, like I was emotionally affected, today, but I reset myself and I went back. I was less productive than I would have been had that not been the case, but I dealt with it and I moved on. So be aware of those emotional burdens in your life. What is the thing that feels like an emotional burden on your system? that needs to be addressed, whether it's a challenge, usually it's challenges internally related to the past or challenges related to relationships or challenges due to future fears and all sorts of things. People are carrying a lot of that stuff inside of them. So they cannot be present and be focused and do the work because their consciousness keeps pulling them in different directions. So they cannot focus. Like I said, if you're aware of what that is, you usually know what's taking away your focus. But if you're not aware of it, you might think that I have some challenge like ADHD or something like that. And people will kind of self-diagnose themselves. It might not be any of that. It might be because you haven't dealt with the thing that your mind wants you to deal with or your consciousness wants you to deal with. That's second one. Third one is lack of structure. Yeah, this is why I'm a big proponent of, even though it surprises me that I talk about this, a few years ago when I started out in business, I've shared this before, my first order of business was to screw schedule, screw doing things, because I associated so much pain with structure because I hated my job. I, I didn't like the way school was structured. So when I left all that stuff, my idea of freedom was to not do anything that had any structure <laughs> <laughs> and you can see pretty soon within three to four, three to six months, I'm like, what the hell am I doing with my life? I'm waking up trying to figure out what to do. And then I was forced to figure out, okay, what is a structure that will work for me? First of all, I had to do so, a lot of work around, I am creating this structure. That means that it's my choice to create this for my life. That's why you will hear discipline equals freedom, because when I create structure in my life, which means that I'm creating a calendar system, so I'm focused on my work during the times that I'm focused on my work. And when I have, when I'm setting up my weekends or time away, that's my time away. For example, the past four days, even though I'm in the middle of a couple of launches, even though I need to meet with partners and everything, my wife went away for four days. I needed to be with the kids. That's all I did. And I sent them a message, hey, I'm, I'm off, like at just do the part, I'll take care of the rest when I'm back. But the only reason I'm able to do that is because I can I have a structure. I, I, I set up that time that those four days, regardless of what happens, I'm going to be with my kids. That's my time. And I completely underestimated even with that how much attention they needed from me, to be honest. I was like, I, it went away like a blink of like four days. I don't know how it went. 
because we did so many things and I made it really fun for them. So we did a lot of things. We went out, we went to their, went with their cousins to like play places, park outside for ice cream, restaurants. We made a lot of games. We did movies. We had some downtime. Like we did a lot, but went by really fast, but we actually had a plan. I actually helped them set up a plan for the, the next four days, which gave them, and they were excited about it because they set up a structure for the next four days for themselves. And we were able to go through that, like 95% of that, because we planned it out that way and create the maximum amount of fun possible. And so a lot of time, and the reason why I'm explaining this is, and, and it might not be for you, but I always associated structure and work with pain in my psychology because I didn't like those things. But when you like the work that you do, you want to set up structure so you can do it consistently. And you know, when you wake up, you don't have to constantly make decisions. Another reason for setting up a long-term structure and a weekly structure, like a calendar system or a routine of some kind, is so your mind doesn't have to constantly make decisions. Decisions are actually very hard for mind to do. It takes emotions and mental bandwidth to make decisions. Think about how much... How, how much it takes you to make certain decisions about about your life, whether it's it's making a transition or deciding something for your kids or trying to start something new. It takes a lot of thinking and emotions to make a decision. Now, if you if your life is set up in a way where you wake up every day and you set up and you think about this, what am I going to do today? that you're losing a lot of energy just by within that process. This is why I believe in setting up a long-term structure, like a strategy, and you ha you generally know what happens. Of course, life throws curveballs, plans don't go according to plan. That's okay. That's not the point. We can, we can adapt and move within our plan and make it flexible enough that you can. But when you have a structure, your mind is more focused. So even based on today, for example, I was a little bit undistracted for a couple of hours. But even the one of the reasons why I was pulling myself out, other than like the little practices that I have around meditation, resetting myself was that I knew that I needed to show up and do a bunch of trainings today. I had a training before this that I needed to do a, a group call. I needed to prepare for another two calls after this. So I had to get my mind to focus because I knew that I needed to take care of a few things. But that was part of my structure. And I know that if I don't get this done, then tomorrow I'm going to have to move it. And I know my whole week schedule. And, and then I'm looking at it. I'm like, there's no way I can do any of all of this stuff if I move this thing to the next day. So I need to get it done today. And if it is going tomorrow, then I'm losing sleep over this. I have to wake up a little bit early because there's no way I can fit it in if I want to spend time with my family and do my work as well. And this is, by the way, what people do. When they cannot get things done, they will push it off and guess what? They get sacrificed. Time with your family, time for your health care, self-care and other things. We keep pushing it off, but then there's a cost for every time you push it off. But if you don't, for example, I'm looking at it visually my whole week and my whole month, and I literally go through it. I'm like, if I push it off here, how the hell am I going to fit it here? If I can't put it there, then I better get it done right now. But if somebody has no idea what they're doing for the week, for the month, they will keep pushing it off until because there are no clear deadlines. There are no clear structures in there. This one is a little bit connected, but what stops us a lot of times is bad habits. <laughs> And by bad habits, I don't mean that you're a bad person or anything like that. It just means we all develop habits. By the way, everything you do is habits. Well over 95% of what you do is habits. Whether it's the way that you that your thoughts run, 
like there's a there's a pattern of thinking that you have the way that your emotions feel a lot of times if you really pay close attention when you wake up you will generally wake up with a certain pattern of thoughts and emotions they vary slightly here and there but you wake up with a similar thing if you set up a habit of going your in your phone a certain way you will go in your phone a certain way if you set up a habit of gratitude you will have gratitude if you set up a habit of thinking negatively or uh, bringing fear into your life you will set up habits like that and then there are habits of behavior if your behavior is that you wake up and you don't look at your own plans and your own goals and you look at somebody else's instagram guess what that habit is not serving you and that's actually uh, one of the quotes I love from Brandon Bashardi. He's like, the reason why most people are not successful is because they look at other people's social media more than they look at their own goals, <laughs> which it stings a little bit. Uh, because if you spend a big part of your time looking at other people's creation versus your own thing that you need to build, of course, that's going to make your thing suffer, suffer. But there are bad habits in every place. Like, for example... Again, I'll share this again as a vulnerable act. The reason why I got into an argument with my wife, because I sometimes I have a bad habit of reacting in certain areas. There are certain things that was, she says that will get to me, and I will say things in a stupid way. And I'll just, and literally I'm like, okay, um, why did I say that? And uh, it was funny, I was, I, was um, uh, I think I had a conversation with my mother-in-law a while ago when she found out about one of our fights. Uh, she's, she's like, uh, we joke around a lot. We're like, more like friends than mother-in-law and, and son-in-law. He's like, maybe you should put a duct tape on your mouth other than the time when you're coaching. I'm like, I'm really considering that after this comment, this fight. And I'm sharing this because this is a human thing. We're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to say stupid things, but they're based on habits. Now, the more aware I am and the more I'm able to interrupt that, the less I'm able to do stuff like that. Um, now, I would like to think that I've improved in that area. At some point, you can get my wife's feedback from me, which might be mixed. I don't know. <laughs> but the idea is that we want to ideally, none of us are going to be perfect, but we want to improve in the way that we think, improve in the way that we do things, and, and improve in the way that we process emotions. Um, so our, our thinking, our feeling, and behaviors are all associated with habits. If we have bad habits, we have bad outcomes. And by bad, I mean habits that don't serve your life, which means don't serve for you to be productive in your work, in your relationships, and the things that you do that matter to you. This one is a big one. Lack of support. This connects to emotions as well, but I, this connects more to social. Keep in mind, this, like the themes are very common for human beings. You, as a human being, you're a social species. We've been given this idea that we're individuals and we think individually. There's a part of us that can be individual, but a lot of part of what we think and do and feel are social in nature. And I can tell you this is from practice. I'm not talking about theory and psychology. You can clearly put two people. One person feels supported by their wife, their husband. The other person doesn't. They're doing the same exact thing. If you put them both in a case study, the person who feels supported naturally excels more. There are some exceptions in that process. The person who doesn't feel supported is not aligned with their spouse they go in a negative direction. They cannot focus. They feel not enough. They feel not supported. A bunch of stuff comes into the picture. So that's why one of the first things I do with my clients, I want to understand, are the people, do you have any person that really truly supports you, whether that's your spouse, a friend, especially the closest people to you? You don't need a lot of people, but you need at least one supporter. 
ideally you want the closest people to you to be your biggest cheerleaders and supporters that can be built. So if you don't have support in your network and on top of it, sometimes you don't have that, but then you don't have a support structure like this. For example, we have in our coaching calls and other things, then you feel alone and isolated. When you feel alone and isolated, you, you have an emotional burden. It goes back to that emotional burden that you cannot deal with. Uh, by the way, a big part of healing for anybody who's going through a challenge, whether they're going through cancer or they're going through financial challenges, one of the biggest areas that they can that helps them is to have some kind of so, social support. That's why even when people are going through uh, some kind of depression or people are going through some kind of disease or their loved ones, you will always always see that there's a support structure that's created for them, like a group that they create. There's group therapy. There's uh, uh, parents of people who, have, who are going through uh, cancer or relatives or people. You see people creating all this because that actually helps people. It's not random. The last one is a big one. Lack of self-care. If you don't have enough sleep, you're going to struggle focusing. If you don't take care of your body, if you have aches and pains and all sorts of stuff, you're going to struggle to do your work, be focused. You're not going to have enough energy. If you uh, don't eat the right food, sometimes when I take don't take my supplements for a prolonged period of time, if I miss a few days, I can feel the difference. I was like, and then our last message is like, why can't I focus? Everything else is fine. It's like, oh shit, I haven't been taking my supplements for a couple of days, for a few days. You don't feel it right away, but I feel it after a few days if I miss it. Right now, I ran out of a couple of them. I know, and, and you can also argue that it could be a mind and matter thing, but a lot of times I don't even notice it until I assess it. I'm like, okay, what am I doing differently? And I well, usually when I diagnose, like, okay, I'm doing all this stuff the same. The only thing that I'm doing differently is I'm not taking my supplements. So I'm going to conclude that that's what it is. And usually, and this part might be mind and matter. When I start taking them a couple of days later, I start to feel the effects of it. So whether it's sleep, whether it's supplements, whether it's physically taking care of yourself, whether you're just giving yourself a break, and this is why I'm a big fan of having the space for yourself, not constantly be in a work mode. You have space away from work with your family, with your friends, you're doing other things, whether that's a one day or a few hours or everybody's going to be different. I need my weekend. I just that, that's that's something that I know that I need a couple of days to my away from my work. And as long as I get that, I come back, re-energize and do my work. And I also know that think of it long term as well. You also need, for example, monthly, you might need a reset. Quarterly, you might need a reset. Once a year, you might need a reset. This is why vacations are an important thing. You might need to get away from everything for a week or two for you to feel sane a little bit. And you might need to once a month kind of take a day away, like from all the things that you're doing, or even in your relationships, something that might be productive is once a week, go spend time with your spouse. Once a month, get away somewhere. Or once a quarter, at least, if you cannot do once a month. It keeps you more refreshed, re-energized. So as a review, the things that stop us from being productive, starting with having a lack of vision, purpose, strategy. So developing those becomes really important. You have a lot of emotional burdens you haven't worked through, you haven't dealt with them. Uh, that might be holding you from being productive. You 
might have lack of structure. You don't have your structure. It means you're not organized and, and you don't know ahead of time what you're doing. You're waking up and hoping that you will find out what to do or you're waiting for your email to tell you what to do. The other, the third one is bad habits, whether that's scrolling, some people call it doom scrolling, or that's just bad habits of communication, habits of thoughts, habits of emotions that might be holding you back. Lack of self-care for yourself, lack of support in your life, whether it's from peers, colleagues, all those things affect your productivity. Keep them in mind. And there's and when you start to t- tackle these things, you will find out that you're naturally a productive person. You want to do the things that matter to you. You want to do the things, you want to move forward the projects that matter to you. You want to grow in your life. You want to be focused because it feels better when you're focused. And after that, you feel like, oh, shoot, I got a lot of things done. Oh, I was connected with my children because I was present or with my spouse because I was fully present. These are being productive and, and keep in mind, I'm talking about a holistic part of your life, not just work, but you can also be productive in your personal life as well. And so as long as you have a plan, you're good. A lot of times I like when I, I take a little bit of a risk in there because I push people's boundaries a little bit just to see where my boundaries are with them. If people saw some of the things that, <laughs> that I do in business, they'd be like, why are you wait? Why are you not responding to this person? Like, I'm just seeing how far I can take this person. And people show their boundaries very quickly when you push and push and push. If they have no boundaries, you know that they have other problems. So <laughs> that's a different story. So on Thursday, we're going to go much deeper into this to try to figure out like what's happening in specific parts of your life around productivity. Because productivity doesn't just show up in work. We can be completely productive in our work, but completely unproductive in another part of our life or vice versa. What would you say? It was your biggest insight around all those topics, all those sub points around pro- being what makes us unproductive in relation to your own life. Uh, so this week, we also have our group sessions because we had to move around um, some of the sessions because of the holiday season. So we are covering productivity. The difference is we're going to go deeper into this and figure out what are the key areas that you are not feeling that you're productive in. And what are the areas you need to improve on? So we're going to dive deep into that on Thursday. But for now, I'd love to hear what was your biggest insight in our conversation today. Make sure you show up because we're going to go much deeper in this. Until then, hope you have an incredible week. Talk soon. Okay. Take care, y'all. 